bam, Matt's back for a third show because a lot of people don't want to show up and do what they're supposed to do. Everybody bam, seemed bam, to like the bam, first one bam, bam. with me and Matt and the second one. So guess what? We're going to do it a third time. May end up just co-hosting with different topics since some people don't come through when they're supposed to. Come on. I mean, if you need me to be Jamie, man, I got you. I, I need you, you to be more than Jamie, though. I almost feel like I need you to be my Joey Diaz. God, I don't want you damn, to be my Brandon a... Shaw because I don't want you to agree with everything I say. Yeah, I don't want to be sucking your dick in here, but. Nah, man, you're wrong. Being, you're being Joey. You're the wrong color for me. We just had some uh, beer <laughs> uh, flavored pizza because I just dropped a little bit on that bitch. But Luckily, I've already had my half. It'd be aight. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into oh, it. Actually, I might have to get Matt to get a few more paper towels before we actually get into this shit. Because uh, a lot more beer come out than we expected. But not as much as we have ingested before we started doing this, for sure. That's very true. My man, look, you already coming through like Jamie. You ain't Googling shit, but you right on top of what I need. I got a laptop in front of me, so I can't Google how to get rid of beer without paper towels, you know? Yo, if you figured that out, we'd be on point, because I wouldn't have to postpone these few little seconds, but whatever. I mean, we could probably find a straw. Oh, so you're going to snorkel the shit off on my fucking dining room table, huh? Hey, man. As long as it's not heroin, I got you. Oh, so cocaine and shit you're down for? (laughs) (laughs) Just not the stuff that's going to have fentanyl in it and kill you. You can look at my body and tell I ain't down for that. True story, true story. Anyway, yeah, uh, that wasn't really a jab at uh, at you, Jamie, or you, James. I get it. You wanted to, you know, put old dude's arm down that was coming up in the arm wrestling league. Like I said, y'all need me. Call me. I come out of retirement, even though the guns are a lot older now. They probably don't work, to be honest with you. I probably get fucked up. But, Jamie, you got a newborn. I get it, bro. Dad duties. Yep. You're doing good. You did what you were supposed to do. <clears throat> but I look forward to having both of y'all on eventually anyway. Well. One day. One day, yeah. We're going to happen. If not, I'll just get drunk and talk to Matt. No, that's fine. Yeah. We do that anyway, so. Yeah, so let's just do it on recording so I can get some more views and maybe I can stop selling parts for a living. need to get a... Uh... Jeff on here. Which one? Pierce. Like, I, like have, I, dude, I, I want to hear his story, like, from his mouth, you know. From the time I was talking about doing this, which you, you already know, mm-hmm. but for the listeners, when I first started, <clears throat> Jeff Pierce was high on my list, along with Zach Seaver, and you need to stop fucking pressure washing stuff and protecting people <laughs> so I can at least have an hour with you, Zach. I like to hear Zach too. Yeah, me too. Zach's a great guy. I'm not really going to say a 180 because it ain't like he was a terrible person, but never saw him being a cop. For sure. But doing well. But back to Jeff, he's got such a inspirational story to tell, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I don't want to tell anything to give it away because I really want him to come on the show and yeah. tell it because as me being a father now, it's it, man, it's so inspiring. I, I hopefully I can get him into it. Maybe if I buy him some shandies, since he likes those so much, he'll come on the show eventually. The shandies are good shit, man. They're good shit. We we still got 
Almost a six pack. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Campbell. I never tried them without you. I personally buy the Shandies. Just to have Jeff on the show. Just to have Jeff on the show. Personally, myself. I will tag him on Instagram and Facebook when I post this episode. So, Jeff. Because, I mean, I already know his story and shit, but also I already know he's a good dude. Like, like Definitely. He, he's got a good heart. Definitely. I, I mean, you, you can get that shit just from talking to him, even if it's not about anything specific or special. <laughs> yeah. You know? But, he's got that. Just something that needs to be on TV or on Netflix. Yeah, he's yeah, got that yeah. coming from the bottom, from nothing to, yeah. you know, being and where I mean, he is now. He's sitting there talking to him. He's not even scared to talk about it. He's he's not. He he doesn't try to hide anything that's that's ever happened. But it's just hear, hearing it coming from him, sitting there saying it. I, I feel I feel like and it plus just in the way he delivers it too. He's got a comedy, yeah, 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 a comedic way of expressing it. It makes it even better. But yeah, um, as long as he doesn't have a lot of stuff going on at the time. Yeah, you know. we're not going to bring on Banny Rooster, <laughs> uh, Jeff. Hopefully, calm and wants to have a good drink. I'll even travel to your house, Jeff, if you'll do it. Like me, Matt, will bring the shandies, and he will sit around and listen. Be Jamie. Definitely that way, will. me and you can get drunk, and he can drive me home safely. That way, Zach doesn't have to pull me over, or yeah. Matt. So, yeah, Definitely. that would that would be really cool to have him on. It really would. Um, For sure. That's I been feel the, like he'd be one of the best ones. Honestly. I agree. I agree. I think it would pull in a lot of people. And that's mm-hmm. the hardest thing about doing a podcast is having people commit to it and actually show up and do it. And yeah. I'm not knocking anybody that's canceled on it because everybody's got their own things going on. And then a lot of people are so nervous to do this. Mm-hmm. I was a little bit and it. It, well, me and you first done it, and the only reason why is because I just didn't want to screw up mm-hmm. or be one of those people that, uh, what, uh, you know, yeah. uh, I didn't want to be that. You're you're good at talking though, you know. You're you're good at carrying on a conversation, like it's not like talking to a brick wall or something. You know what I mean? Much appreciated. So yeah. it's like, I I feel like you're a good candidate for a podcast. You're inquisitive. You not the first I, I, person I to say that. Half, so. half ass seem like you give a shit about what somebody's talking about. You know whether or not you truly do. I don't know, but for the most you, part, you seem I, like it. For the most part, I do, unless it's somebody telling a story about or a hobby or something. I don't really give a shit about or I can't relate to. I can't sit there and fake that. Mm-hmm. You know, but like the whole Jeff thing. A real life story, mm-hmm. you know, that's inspirational and it has a, you know, the good guy prevails feeling at the end. Yeah. How can you not mm-hmm. be pulled into that? And that's why I wanted him to come on the show. So, <clears throat> hopefully, we'll make Jeff, that happen. Get on the goddamn show. Jeff, I come back to premiere for you. I was gone for almost Remember two months. That. Yeah. You wanted help, I come back, so I want you on the podcast. That's part of the deal. Speaking of, is Daniel still there? Daniel is still there. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to ask any more questions. I just want to know that part. I don't. Well, everybody's still there but Peyton. And can I ask what 
happened to Peyton? Because last time I, we talked, <clears throat> Peyton was still there. Personally, I don't really know, but I would have to say an hour and a half drive would do, one way would do it for me. You're traveling three hours round a trip day. a day, yeah. So and no matter what what you're driving from a motherfucker that's driving and basically an hour a day with traffic, yeah, I completely understand. And gas is four dollars, true plus. So yeah, I mean, he does have a Maxima. And I do have a Honda, so it's not that bad. He doesn't have the Ultimate anymore. It got totaled. Oh, newsflash! Right, now, he did have a Honda CRV, so it wasn't that bad. Well, CRV though, still that's a fucking SUV at least, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he's gonna be using a little more gas than what I use. No, but I mean, mine's not that bad. It's like, I mean, it's not great. Me like personally, $60 I never dollars a week. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, me personally, I never thought Peyton would stay as long as he did. It's not knocking the guy's craft because he's good at what he does, but just that drive has got to get no matter no matter yeah no matter what the gas like, prices is, yeah. it's gonna. T- so is he working with Braden? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Braden seems to keep a lot of work. Braden's an honest, you know, trustworthy guy. So people's gonna For come sure. to him, and For you know, sure. Peyton's the same way. Mm-hmm. Peyton's a little bit more squirrely than Braden is. <laughs> By squirrely, I mean maybe has a little bit more fun because Braden's already done that and got kids, so he doesn't do that as much. But I mean, from the stories I know, Braden has definitely had more fun so far. Yeah, Braden had his fun. Definitely had his fun. Mm-hmm. And Austin's doing good. I like that. I like Austin. Yeah, anybody listening to the podcast, Austin's a great kid, very good technician. He's local mm-hmm. in Bibb County, very uh, skilled when it comes to uh, diesels or anything, honestly. But for some reason, he seems to like diesels when nobody else in our business does. For sure. And he's at Jason English's old uh, shop. So if y'all need anything, right. definitely go see the kid because he's a... Uh, uh, Connected like to the Napa store in Centerville. He's a honest dude. What's the name that, of his joint? Does good work. It's All American Diesel and Automotive. Oh, that's it. Family owned. He uh, he's married with a kid. Um, They've had their kid. Yeah, Carter's. I just asked Presley the other day. I want to say passed, six months. I pass Presley almost every day on the way home. Yeah, me too. And the reason I always notice her is because they got the same vehicle we yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. I mean, same that, color, everything. That's, that's so. why I see her, too. But, yeah, and anybody local in Centerville, definitely go see Austin. Great guy. Does great work. Honest. So, definitely go see him. And if you need a job and no mechanical work, he's looking for some people. So And he pays well. So, definitely go see the kid. He's definitely a good dude. Definitely knows his stuff. Yeah. It doesn't have to be Diesel, but that is his uh He's one of the only forte. people I've met in this business that likes to mess with Diesels. Him and the kid that I work with, Jesse. Really? Are basically the only two that are like, that's what I want. I, I Well, I have another guy that I work with, Justin. He, uh, he is certified in Diesel, mm-hmm. and he would like to have Diesel, like Diesel work mainly. Yeah, but I think it's mostly because there's more money involved with diesel. 
instead of working on these fucking piece of shit three sixes and yeah. you know two fours and shit like that. But uh, Jesse definitely likes it. He 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 worked on diesels for GM and now he works on it for you know. Uh, Everybody has their own things they like. <clears throat> Some people like transmission work. Yeah. Yeah. Me and you, we'd rather sit behind the computer and just get them what they need to fix it. By far, that is what I would rather do. Yeah. I, I have mean, one if you the- want some oil change or something, I could probably help you out there. But once we get outside of that, I mean, I, I can find the part for for you in the catalog. But, you know. When it comes to anything else, you're on your own, bro. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, I do definitely still wish I was working on GM or um, working with GMs though. What's the dr- biggest drawback for that? Like, like going wh- from why GM would you? To, yeah, why would you rather be with GM than uh, Chrysler? Well, because mainly majority of my life, you know, I had a Chevrolet, so like I understand them more in an older sense. I guess I don't. I don't know per se how much they've changed coming up to the new models yeah but like the terminology and i guess some of the locale of the parts Mm -hmm. and what they do like it still throws me off even even though i've been doing it for nine months now with uh with dodges and chryslers and all that stuff yeah like the terminology will still throw me off because i'm thinking about I, I still think in like a GM Chevrolet manner, yeah. Instead of <clears throat> thinking about it in a Chrysler manner, so it's like probably the main thing would be like an Esom, which is mm. just a, an evaporator switch, basically. It's supposed to be like an early tail for like an, an evaporative leak. Is literally the only point for an Esom, but if I'm not mistaken. It's almost the exact same thing as an evaporator valve. Yeah, expansion valve. Yeah. Yeah. So it's when you say ECM, all I think about is the ECM electronic yeah. control yeah. module. The yeah. the first week that I was there, somebody came in for an ECM, or no, they they came in for an ECM. I thought that they were saying ECM, so I priced out an engine control module. Nope. Not even close. <laughs> Whoever got priced that shit saved like $500 <laughs> because that is not what they needed. Because that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. It was like that. But it's also weird. Like, I don't know if GM has the same thing, but like Dodge and Chrysler, they'll have some models will have an ECM and a TCM. Oh, yeah, yeah. Some models will have a PCM, which covers the ECM and the TCM together in a single module. Yeah, it depends on the year yeah. and all that. Yeah, it's definitely the same. Um, a lot a lot of what we do, too, is terminology. Like, what we're looking at is going to call it one thing, and a technician may call it some yeah, other yeah, name, yeah. some the, nickname. The catalog or, will call it something completely fucking different. Yeah. So yeah, 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 it's it's definitely learning what kind of like an air filter is called an element. Yeah, why sometimes, like like on my side, a lot of them are called air filters, but for some reason, there's like a random few models they'll call them an element. 
for absolutely no reason. Whoever's behind the scenes setting these catalogs up through people like us, you suck. Yeah, for sure. You needed to go talk to the technicians, see what they call shit, and then put that <laughs> into the catalog. It definitely makes it a lot more user-friendly. <clears throat> definitely. And also, work on the electrical side of shit because we can't find a goddamn thing. Please, and thank you. <laughs> Like the electrical shit is is easily the worst part for me, like to be able to find. It used to be somewhat for me, but the longer I've been doing it, there's other parts of it that's not in the catalog. You have to go through a whole nother process. Mm-hmm. Once you learn that, and really, me as a parts guy, it's not my part to know. It's more for the technician. Yeah. But I know by knowing it, I'm going to be able to help these guys mm-hmm. you know they don't have to go do that process they can come and tell me and it's like oh well yeah i don't have to do this but i'm going to because if i stop then the train stops so yeah whatever we'll do it you know well it's like with us we have a we have the normal catalog and then we have an electrical connector catalog oh yeah it sucks slab full of fucking Random One female, shit. two female, three female, yeah. four female. Is it a 16 pin? Is it a 32 pin? Is it a 64 fucking pin? Who knows? Yeah. Better walk outside and fucking talk to your tech and see what the fuck they got going on. Why not just put it in the notes like it's for a TCM? Yeah. Side yeah. note, if you need connector going to TCM, it's a 16 mm-hmm. pin part number, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Like recently, we had a uh, we had a stolen charger. It was a three eighty two fucking. Uh, God damn it! Why did it just leave me? Scat pack. Scat pack. Yes, it was stolen recovery. Stolen mm-hmm. from like fucking Coleman or some shit. Was recovered in North Carolina. Yeah. Came back. Whole fucking dash was ripped out. So they had to replace the radio. They had to replace the fucking the. Uh, they said control head, all that shit. Yeah. After they got everything replaced, the satellite radio was not working. Okay. Literally was not a fucking cable labeled for going from like the, the shark fin antenna to, to, to the radio. Been there before. Called Chrysler. And they were like, yeah, we ain't got a fucking clue, man. I don't, Best of luck, uh, get the tech to trace down the cable. And, and get a number off of it? Yeah, and get get a tag number, see if there's anything off of it. Uh, so so, so it's like, okay, you want me to get this technician to take the fucking windshield out of this car so he can pull the headliner out and trace the fucking cable. By the way, for people that doesn't know anything about this business, that technician ain't going to pay get paid a fucking dime to do this. No. He was, uh, he literally didn't do it. Um, I'm not going to say any names or anything, but he, uh, our, our test cable for the antenna, he literally took that, plugged it into the cable on the shark fin antenna, mm-hmm. ran it across the fucking headliner and down to the radio and told the service manager, Hey, <clears throat> let's order a new test antenna. <laughs> and that fixed it. Yep. hundred percent. Wow. So they said, all right, let's ship this motherfucker. And that was it. And I mean, that was, he probably got paid 30 hours 
for working on that car because it was that fucked up like like just the wiring and it's it's ridiculous man well how many days is that spent doing that oh that was over over the course of like waiting to get the parts in to be able to replace the shit that he thought was fucked up originally mm-hmm. until it was actually boiled down to what it was three weeks yeah, that that thirty hours ain't shit when it comes no, down to that. No, I mean he does get it paid on a single payday, so like it'll look like a lot on that one payday. But, but also, the time he's got put in, and when he looks at it across the board, it's like I didn't get yeah, paid shit. Yeah, but I mean it it was also you're good getting paid ten hours a week. Yeah, which is not shit. No. But, but I mean he had other shit to work on too. It wasn't like that was his only job, so he only got thirty. 30 hours over three weeks or whatever. Yeah. So, so I mean, he still got paid for other shit, but it's still, it's like, help us out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Like, make this shit easier for us to be able to, to get the shit out. So to get away from the car business, cause some people can't relate. I'm sure Jamie's probably yelling at the fucking radio at this point. Cause he's in it. And apparently he loves to yell at my show. Um, what do you think about the whole Jimbo Fisher and uh, Nick Saban thing? What do I think about it? Oh yeah. Well, for one, I think uh, Nick Saban's a bitch, which has absolutely nothing to do with the whole Jimbo. So you Fisher feel thing. like, but uh, <laughs> he come out complaining because he feels I, entitled and he was sore loser over not getting yeah. the one recruiting class. I, I feel like everybody's been riding his dick for the last fifteen years and. Maybe people were starting to catch up, and he wouldn't. He, he didn't want it to happen. It. Yeah, because I mean, do you think it has to do with he was finally the assistant that beat him? I'm not going to say that so much. Okay, I, I feel like it was. I feel like it was more so that now people can do legally what Alabama's been doing for years. Yeah. But but I don't think it was just Alabama either, obviously. No, everybody I mean, I, does I, it. I think it was everybody. It was just, I mean, obviously, I, I guess Alabama had more funds to be able to do it. But now everything is brought to light. Yeah. So so now it's more even across the board than it was beforehand. Well, still at the same time, everybody's going to be able to pay for the players' And stuff, and get these recruits there. But see, if you're I not a good coach and you can't like a, and you can't build them up, it ain't gonna make a shit anyway. What? Well, of course, Auburn's a, a test of that. We've had talent for years and can't do shit. But look I didn't at Miami. Think it was supposed to be like a what like, like a you you can pay for the players kind of thing. I thought it was supposed to be like they're able to be able to get sponsorships and that kind of shit. Like, I didn't think you could be like, hey, I'm not exactly sure how that works, but you may be right in that sense. But at the same time, colleges are going to twist that shit in a way that works for them, you know, for sure. I mean, as much as legally possible, I would, I would assume, but I mean, if if they're able to do it semi legally now over, you know, the past year or two years, whatever it's been, Mm Mm-hmm. They're probably just going to be able to up the illegal amount even more as oh, well. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So I mean, uh, of course, 
it's all still going to be relatively the same that it was before. I mean, Alabama's all, always going to get more players just because they've been a fucking powerhouse for the last what, well, they're, 13 they're years. They're a legacy. They're a dynasty. And yeah. not, not just the past whatever year years I mean, I mean since, been running. since Saban's been there and then when, you know, Bryant was there. Yeah, and like, like you, the, those are the two stretches. And then you won a championship with Stalins in the nineties. So, yeah, but Stalins got fucking. Yeah, he's not Nick know. or Bear by no means. No. But um, the one thing about Alabama, no, and I hate to say this because just being an Auburn fan, you know, you don't want to give him credit at all. Oh yeah, I'm, but I feel that. I still feel no regard, <laughs> uh, regards of the NIL deals. Still, people at the end of the day is going to go, I might not be getting any fucking money, but I'm going to the school that's won the most championships. And I'm going. And probably going to win another one. And Yeah, win another yeah. one. And I'm going to play for the best coach to ever p- coach in college football. Yeah. And he's going to have me a high pick in the draft. <clears throat> yeah. And I can go on to make this money. Yeah. So. I mean that's true to to a point. That's how I would look at. Like here, here's the thing. I, I if mean, I'm if a Saban kid is coming, actively coming at you, like trying to get you to go there, absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah. Like like that already means that you're going to be at the top of the fucking heap, regardless of where you go. Yeah, I'm not saying like just anybody, any yeah. like a wide receiver coach come to see me from Alabama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but if I'm a young 18 year old kid coming out of college and Nick Saban's talking to me face to face or coming to have you know one-on-ones with me and says look kid come in you're starting right away you know this is what we want you to be Mm -hmm. of the program fuck yeah even though i grew up an auburn fan look professionally it was best for my career yeah all that other shit's gonna go out the window i mean you might have some people that i mean hell look i don't i never thought he was great Look at Bo Nix. His dad, you know, played at Auburn and all that. He went there, and then he's like, you know what? This ain't working for me. I'm going to Oregon. Whoop. And really, it's probably what's best for him because he might get a starting job out there. And yeah. with us, he's even if he would have got – still going to suck fat dick out there. <laughs> yeah. But, you know. but even with us, he probably wasn't going to start again just for the simple fact that he, he just – sucks dick? Yep. Okay. Campbell, yeah. grab your uh, tissue. Sorry. Yeah. Because he couldn't hit the fucking the wide side of the barn, you know? I mean, just like the uh, Manning kid that's coming up now, you know, other than Peyton, they're all old Miss people. And, don't you know, mm-hmm. any quarterback would want to play under Lane. Lane Kiffin's a great yeah. fucking quarterback coach. But at the same time, any player would want to play under Saban. Exactly. Just because of Saban. Well... The latest thing I think I read about that kid is that he said, I've not seen a college football town like Athens, Georgia. I wouldn't be mad about him going to Georgia. I would not be mad about that at all. Nah, I mean, I wouldn't either. I like Kirby. I really do. Well, it's kind of hard not to like Kirby. He's a real player's coach. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can see him on the sidelines. He's one of those. Even when he was at Bama and on the defense, he looked like the yeah. guy that when you come to the side – yeah, you just fucked up, but guess what? Clear that shit out, get your ass yeah. back in, and yeah. make a fucking play. Yeah, He's not one of those just going to fucking drag you and expect you to do something. He's going to tell yeah. you where you fucked or up. Or suck but then your try dick and, while yeah. you're fucking up. And either. then try and yeah. build you back up. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I would. Yeah, Kirby's a good coach, man. And I honestly, if he if they wouldn't have beat Bama this past year, I would have. It would have been bad for Kirby's career all yeah, around. For sure. I mean, if it, how do you come back from that? <laughs> you know. I mean, I guess technically the only way to come back is to turn around to the same shit again next year and win. Yeah, like, but but I mean, at the same time though. Well, I was gonna say, who else would they get? But teams fire people all the fucking time, and no, you're thinking about that them. too. Saban lost to Jimbo, and yeah. then Kirby won the championship. Mm-hmm. Definitely got to put, you know, when you're that fucking good, even though you can be humble, there's still an ego in there somewhere. You mean for Saban? Yes. Oh yeah. He can well, play. I mean, you can, and for anybody, you can be humble. But at the same time, when that shit happens, it's still gonna get under your skin. Especially when you've been that good for so long, you think I mean, like they're not gonna get me, but they finally did. Would you like? Like I wouldn't really put Saban in the humble category, honestly. Like he hasn't that that I personally remember. He's never really been humble. Well, that's true. I mean, I I could be dead fucking wrong. Like, people could send me goddamn YouTube clips for days of him being humble. But as far as I personally remember, I don't remember a goddamn thing. (laughs) Yeah, but like being humble on camera and actually being humble are two different things, too. Yeah, but I mean, wouldn't people usually be humble on camera before they're really humble? Like, I don't know. Like after all this shit happened with him and Jimbo, do you really think? If Jimbo, I mean, with Jimbo personally, no, he's probably going to just be like, "Fuck that motherfucker." I know, but but they hold Nick to a whole nother standard. So everybody does. I agreed because he's but he's the fucking goat right now. <laughs> Texas A and M and Alabama is going to fucking sell out, and it has not a fucking oh, thing yeah. to do with the fucking football players. It's going to have to do at the end of the game when whoever wins. Are you shaking my hand, or are we fucking walking different ways? Could you imagine if it ends up being like uh, them in the championship game? Like, after having to play in the season, and then it turns around, and it's fucking them two who's going fucking in the playoffs. head-to-head fucking way before the season even got them started. Yeah. I mean, that by itself is a fucking seller. Go ahead and put your money on those two teams in the playoffs, people. <laughs> Think ahead. You know, I was talking to a guy at work today. Well, I should say kid because that dude's like 15 years younger than me. But <clears throat> So he's what, 25? I said 15, motherfucker. <laughs> Not 10. Um, really, though, when you look at the top five in college football, who do you put up this up there this year? This year, I, I mean, mean, I'm putting Bama Alabama's first just because. Be there. Well, I'm putting them first just because they still got Bryce, who is probably the best quarterback out there. <clears throat> and then they picked up Jermaine Burton from Georgia. They still so you, got that. You great know a tight lot end. more about the specifics than I do personally. Not, not really. But, I know. I mean, I mean, as far as like names and shit like that well, goes, SEC you're, you're wise, I do. Well, like, well, well, Bama's got Jermaine Burton. They're gonna have that. Um, Latu or whatever the tight end's name is, he's a big. You might as well be speaking Latin. To me. Okay, well he's a big dude, great tight end, 
And honestly, if it wasn't for uh, Mechie and uh, was it Williams and Jameis? Running back or? No, receiver. The one that played so well. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He got, Williamson, yeah. I think maybe. If it wasn't for them being such standouts, on, you know, I feel like that tight end would have got a lot more play. But the, uh, later in the year, he turned into more of a blocker for them than he did an actual, yeah. you know, producing for him. I mean, that's, Even, that's half a tight end's job, though. Honestly, true, but know. this is a tight end that you can use like a, a Gronkowski or a Kelsey in college. Oh, well, well, if they're He's got that, that kind type, of talent, yeah. you're using them wrong, honestly. So that's the only reason why, you know, I put Mamba I mean, first. I, mean, I feel like Georgia lost so much, I don't feel like – I don't see them going back to the top playoff. Top ten, Maybe. Well, Georgia's going to win the coaching. East just because the East is so bad. Like, yeah, I mean, Kentucky. Go Kentucky's you know? still going to be competitive. Tennessee is. They're, they're sort of on the rise a little bit. Yeah, they I, don't, are. I don't know what they lost this year, though. I don't, I don't know if they and lost. And then with any Florida, I feel like Florida's got a lot of talent, but for a first year coach and a big job mm. like this, you don't expect that no. much out of him the first year. No. The, but really, I mean, across, I mean A&M. They should still be good. I, I, I don't know exactly what they've lost like this year. Well, I know they lost for, their quarterback because we got him. Well, yeah, F- facts. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm not saying Calzada is no fucking Heisman, but he was a fucking gamer because yeah, he was really banged up against Bama and stuck in there and won that game. He was really banged up against Auburn and still won that game. Mm-hmm. So he's he was a gamer. He you know, um, Arkansas is probably going to be fun to watch. But as far as like, are we top five though? No, no, no. I'm just speaking it. But like top five, I really don't know how to call it. I don't. I don't at all. I mean, I feel like LSU might could pick Uh, up, but but I don't know. (sighs) No, I don't really know. No, why? Why no? I hate Brian Kelly. That's why I know your little yes. personal feelings get in the way. Yes, because I don't want to see him do good. How do you sit there and fucking praise goddamn Nick Saban, but you say that? Because I've never heard Nick Saban destroy his players and put all the blame on them when they lose a football game. Brian Kelly right, on multiple point. times has been like, my players didn't produce or these guys yeah. didn't do that. Motherfucker, you're the coach. You're yeah. supposed to. Yeah. yeah, that's why I don't like. But I'll give you that. On another side of it, that. had LSU had a quarterback last year, they'd have won a lot more games. They'd have yeah. beat Alabama yeah. last year with yeah. a quarterback. I believe it. Hands down, they'd have beat Alabama last year. As far as defense goes, Alabama's defense last year was exceptionally trash. Yeah, it's probably the worst defense they've had in a long time. Probably since the first year Saban was there. I'm not going to argue with that because they that 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 was it. <laughs> I mean, it was so far below like everything else that they've done for the past what eleven years, twelve years, whatever yeah. it's been. You know, it was it was bad. Well, you got to look at it too. Some of the names that come out of that Alabama defense over the years are some. You know they're they're playing on Sundays. They're oh, they're yeah. living good lives right now. So 
to finally have another bad year. After year, they've been getting them fucking drafted, though. And then it was like last year, it was like. The one they do have, though, coming back, Will Anderson is around every fucking play. That kid is great, man. So Will Anderson. He is, is the, the the linebacker. Like they're comparing him to what was the guy's name from I want to say it was the eighties. Shit. He had a car wreck and he ended up getting I don't remember if it was paralyzed or what happened to the dude, but um he was probably the best linebacker to ever play for Alabama. And for this kid to be compared to him is you don't see it. You know what yeah. I mean? It'd be like somebody going to the NFL and they'd be like, This is Ray Lewis. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. much what he's being compared to. Sorry, Bama fans, I'm an Auburn fan, so I can't remember the dude's <laughs> name, but I do I remember how great he was and for him to be compared to him is you don't see that. And the like, kids like around, I mean in my mind the top two like linebackers that come to mind is Ray Lewis and Luke Keekley. Luke Keekley was a bad man. He just had a lot of concussions. Yeah. I mean, like for me it was mainly hearing, you know, the opposing offenses talk about how like 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 how he would know what fucking play was coming and shit. But like like before anything was even said, he would just see the setup and be like, Hey, this is fixing to happen and that's exactly what would happen. That 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 was one of the main things for me. Yeah, he was um <clears throat> he was really good. I I don't feel like anybody Derek Thomas. Mm. That was the guy's yeah, name. Yeah. Derek Thomas. He was a bad man. Uh, NFL wise, I don't think anybody touches Ray. He had the you know, a lot of people give him shit because of the controversy with whatever happened in that club that night. I don't know oh, yeah. if he actually done the shit or not, but on the field Dude, they ain't Wait, nobody. Was he the one that had the one in the elevator? No, no, that was Ray Rice. Rice, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Ray, yeah. the controversy, uh, I don't remember exactly what happened, but somebody got stabbed and killed in a club. I want to say it was somewhere in Florida, maybe even Miami. And apparently... Don't quote me on this because I don't remember. But I feel like maybe Ray had blood on him or something from what happened that night. And he they tried to put the murder and stuff on him. And he he got off from it. And I don't I don't even remember who got a, you know charged or what. Yeah. But it held a black cloud over him there for a long time. And, and you mm-hmm. know, after that is when uh, he was real big in the uh, – Bible scriptures and stuff before he played and everything yeah. like that, but well, that's kind of sus but, in I mean, itself. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, hell, look at Allen Iverson. He had all that shit happen with him at the bowling alley, and you know, it almost derailed his fucking career. And he even come out in a recent interview before that had not been for that, he would have been a two star athlete in, in college because mm-hmm. I mean, he had scholarships to play football and basketball. He could have been another yeah. Dion and Bo, but. When that happened, it went that way. His mom talked to the cat from um, Georgetown, and that's how he finally got a, you know, a way in. So basketball, how crazy is that? He's going to go down as one of the pound for pound best basketball players, but he was 
just as good in football what he could have done on the other end. Like he could have been Michael Vick before Michael Vick. He was a quarterback? Yep. He won a state championship in football and basketball in the same year at his high school. I mean, that's, that's not like a terrible height for a quarterback either. Six Honestly. foot? Yeah. Yeah. Like, With that like, speed? That's, that's not that bad. And that I mean, arm, he's already going arm. down as, I mean, my mind, probably top two, maybe top three point guards ever. But Yeah, he was good, man. Well, and, and really – I, mean, to, I guess he was really like a – He was a two-guard. Yeah, he was a two-guard, but he played the one. But to me, his stats and what he did on the court, to me, doesn't even submit him to be there as much as – which I guess in a way it does, but when you look at certain players that play the game now, like Giannis and Morant mm-hmm. and all them, when you ask them, like why – even LeBron, like when you play basketball – who did you watch? Who did you want to be? And a lot of them pick him. Yeah. I mean, it's usually between him, Jordan, and Kobe. Yeah. Yeah. Know? But, I mean, I guess it depends on who you're asking, too. Like, maybe if you ask, I don't know, Boban, <laughs> yeah. you know, maybe you ask him, maybe he was watching Tim Duncan. You know what I mean? Best or some, some power like forward that. to ever do it. Definitely tops. I'd, yeah, yeah. I'd put uh, I'd put KG up there somewhere too. Oh, KG's um, definitely there. But as far as no, not the KG, but the just you know you got to go to the rings and the stuff he done for yeah. You know, I mean, straight up. Have you did you see that stat the other day that one? the Golden State Warriors has played and won more playoff games since Stephen has been there than the Minnesota Timberwolves has won in their whole franchise history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. And I think there were two other teams in that list. <laughs> that, dude, that, that were That, that were less than crazy. But, I mean, oh, it was uh, Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte was in there. I do remember that. Who else was it? Charlotte and fucking – because I think I just saw that today. Probably, I think I saw it. Fuck, I can't remember who it was. Um, <clears throat> but then when you was and, it Washington? No, couldn't have been Washington. It could have been Washington because they. Well, no, they've they, been they've around been for a while. They've been to the playoffs though. Um, I can't, I can't remember who it was, but, but it, was, it was Charlotte. Honestly, I think it goes back now. Don't get me wrong. Of course, KD done a lot for fucking Golden State when he was there. It's not like he didn't, but I felt like as an overall team, they were better without him. Their chemistry was better. I ain't going to say that. Because I feel like KD fit in really well with that team. Because it's not like... Well, he was a shooter. They all were. I know. So it was like you were given the, the, the two main shooters that were already there. You were giving them more openings, yeah. With by having, you being there, yeah. So it's like it's, it's not like if you took Westbrook and added him to that team, like like if you took Westbrook and put him on that team, probably would have went south. Honestly, you know, Westbrook not is, speaking as a Laker fan or anything, but it's like I feel like KD is one of those people you could take and put him on any goddamn team, and gonna they're going to get better, no, yeah. no matter who it is or what their their game plan is or anything. Being that you brought up the Lakers, 
Zach Levine set the interview with y'all this season, off season. Won't be mad about along it. Along with Portland and somewhere else. And I think I feel like the Lakers are more more they have a better chance than Portland. Portland doesn't have a goddamn thing. But Dame. Yes. That's it. And I mean if I forget how the other Levine team was, was coming off the coming off the bench with DeRozan there and shit, but I feel like he'd be better off staying in Chicago than going to Portland. Honestly, I would really love to see him stay in Chicago because he he doesn't want to be a two though, like, like he doesn't want to be the second the yeah. second shift. But you're gonna go play with the Lakers with the one of the best players that ever play the game, and you think you're gonna be the one. No, but he'll be starting. He started with us. I thought DeRozan started. No, they put DeRozan at two guard and they put Levine at forward. Our our starting five. Well, he's definitely not going to start at four. No. He'd be a two guard for y'all. LeBron, fuck, LeBron can play any position, to be honest with you. He's just that versatile player. But we had Lonzo, DeRozan, Levine, um, What's the cat's name we got from Orlando? Vujicic? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something to that effect. And yeah. Who was your five? I forget who it was. Uh, maybe Vujicic was the five at some point. But anyway, and, and then we got Tristan Thompson tor- right before the playoffs. So yeah. he was there. And they when him the, – the thing about this year is Levine had a knee issue again. Then he also mm-hmm. had a wrist injury. That yeah. requires surgery, but he chose to play through it. Mm-hmm. And it really fucked with the shooting a lot. So his his scoring went down a lot. And then when we lost Lonzo, we lost our floor general, and we also lost a lot of defense on the starting side. Yeah. Like until Caruso got in there, you know, mm-hmm. coming off the bench, our defense just didn't seem to be there. And I just – And also, in my opinion, Caruso is one of the best fucking bench players ever. Ever. He's great, man. I'm, I I was. He plays his fucking role. Apparently, he, does it he extremely. He well. wanted to stay with y'all. And yeah, yeah. Chicago offered what they offered, and he come back and told L.A. thinking L.A. would match it, and yeah. they didn't. He yeah. was like, "Well, bye. I'm yeah. going to make my money." Um, I just if if Levine feels like, "Hey, I'm out because DeRozan come in." I never saw DeRozan doing what he done this year. His best no. he's played. His entire career, yeah. probably. I mean, I I feel like being in um, being at the Spurs, I feel like pulled him down a little bit because he couldn't couldn't be what he wanted to the, be. The Spurs have a certain thing that they do, like Spurs like it doesn't matter who the fuck you are. Exactly, yeah. it doesn't matter who the fuck you are, what you can do. You play how the Spurs play. I think that's. I think Kawhi fit a lot better with them than anywhere with else. Spurs, yeah. Even well, better I, than I feel he like felt. he felt he he fitted in he fit in the best with Toronto, honestly, with the championship team. Yeah, but he he was such a good fucking role player whenever they had fucking Tony and uh, Timmy and uh, Ginobili. Oh, like, yeah. like I feel like he he fit in so well with that, but he was also he was too good. To be able to stay to there and just 
once they were gone, he was too good to be there and just like be. Because I mean, everybody in that team was basically a role player. You were just all role playing together. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm just so aggravated as a Bulls fan that Levine's going to try and go when we gave up a lot of shit to get you before you are what you are now. He you know become I mean? a star with Chicago. I don't knock him for going to get his money. That's like being a mad LeBron for leaving Cleveland, though. You know? I don't feel like that's the same thing. I mean, it kind of is, but not at the same yeah, level. But like, like, I feel like LeBron leaving Cleveland is worse. Dude, when we had, yeah, but when we had Levine and Lonzo and DeRozan, they were all playing great ball. We, were, yeah. we could play with anybody. Yeah, for the most part. Why? Until you got a hold of Boston. Or Minnesota, or uh, not we never had any trouble with Boston. We had trouble with Milwaukee mainly because we didn't have anybody that could um, play Giannis. Like nobody does. (laughs) For the most part, yeah, yeah, true. He he's gonna be one of those players where it's just like you're gonna have to accept. Like man, he's gonna get his points. Yeah, you're you're gonna have to guard everybody else. I feel like the most complete players. Now that LeBron's on the downside of his career, even though he's still playing good ball when I say downside. I mean, he had almost a career best I know. this past year. But I feel like Giannis and Luka are the two in the league that can just overall get it yeah. done. Yeah, I'd, I'd go with. And Luka is right now, they're not going to beat Golden State. He put up 42 no. points last night, and they still couldn't do it. Yeah, his still Luka got is at a, Yeah, Luka is at a point where Giannis was before they got a better team around him. Yeah. I mean, if um, Porzingis was worth a fuck. Um, Porzingis is gone, bro. Is he? Yeah, he's not there anymore. Where's he at? I don't know because I don't I have Jamie here to Google it. No, Porzingis is gone. I think oh, they I traded he was just him. Hurt. I think they traded him out. Well, who the fuck did they trade him for? Because I mean, that I cannot answer. Let's see, who else do they got there? Fuck, I can't even think of a single goddamn person. Porzingis is with the um, Wizards, bro. Oh, poor guy. Yeah, it's kind of what I thought. Him and Bradley <laughs> Beal are over there struggling, son. But so, so who is on? Hold on. How sad is it though to watch fucking Chris Paul and and Booker go down again? I mean, it is sad, but at the same time, it's like Booker just made me hate him by being such a cocksucker towards Luca. Agreed. Like, yeah. like I, don't, I don't know what their beef is. I don't know where it came from. I literally learned about it fucking like six days ago. Like with them fucking like beefing back and forth. Fucking uh, Booker like fucking slapping the ball out of Luca's hands and shit. Like I don't know where the fuck that came from. But it was like maybe probably it's- not the guy you want to do that to because <laughs> he's going to fucking trounce you. Yeah, I see what you mean. But... I like that stuff, though. I mean, I like it, too, but it's like, I don't know. I guess I I like Luca more. Well, I'm not going to say I like Luca more because I think they're both great. They're they're definitely both good, for sure. I think the reason reason I look at it, and I think some people, is Luca's like the 
happy-go-lucky, gets-along-with-everybody kind of guy. And you're being, like you said, a douche, slapping the ball and all that. That's different than just normal competition, like slapping you like a good shot or like yeah. I got you next time. Yeah. You're being petty in a way. Yeah. But at the same time, I like it. Like, I want that villain. I want that. I mean, yeah, but it's I like. I want the villain and the good guy thing sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I understand that for sure. But it's like, out of everybody to do it with, you choose Luca. One of the best players in the league. Like, why not do it towards fucking Trey Young instead? You know? Yeah. Like, I mean, he's he's fucking great too. Don't 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 twist my words around. But it's like, who did they play first round this year? Who? The Hawks. Was it Miami? Uh, might have been. I don't remember who the hell they played. I can't remember who it was, but then. I do remember that they fucked Trey up. Yeah, he they, could they not can't do shit. Whoever they put on him was he could not do anything, man. And then that's probably the first time in his career he's been stopped like that. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. Because I mean, it was uh, damn. He won by six. Um, they won? Mm-hmm. Jimmy Buckets. I want to see him get one. <clears throat> he ain't going to get one this year, cuz. I'm sorry. Hey, man. Clay could still get hurt. No, and, Not saying I'm wishing that on him, but whatever. I mean, he could, but I honestly, I don't, I don't think that would help him. You think uh, Steph's just in that mode this year? Have you seen him? Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean. Dude. I'm not, and I and I mean Green is like, playing some fucking like some outlandish defense for the most part too. He is he he's good. I mean like, he's he's always been good on defense. Well, but you know even the yeah, years be bef- the, heat. the yeah the years before uh, Kate when KD was there, a lot of people never even looked at it. Don't I mean mainly because you're going to look at the because when you and all when that, you look at the, a lot the, more the flashy three people that were there. But you know? they played some great fucking defense when they won those years. Yeah. I mean, I mean they did. It's it's not like Steph is a slouch on defense either. No, he's not. He, Clay's not a Clay's slouch either. Clay's one of the either. best two-way players in the game. Yeah. He's right behind And, I mean, K- KD's not a bad uh, defensive player either. No. Like, like none of those three are bad. But, but when, you, when you play – dude, I think right now uh, probably out of all time – I'm not putting him number one, but definitely top five. Curry's got to be one of them players where you play defense and like he just gets loose for a split second and just bam, you're like, yeah, motherfucker. I, I mean, was on if, him if you all don't, fucking game. If, if you don't predict what he's doing, you're done. Yeah, like like if you don't just get lucky and just automatically assume what is fixing to happen. So many over. so many people hate it too when he gets out there and has those games and he's doing the little shuffles and the dance and stuff. Yeah. And so like last people, night he did the fucking little sleep thing. Yeah, like so shit. many people yeah. hate on him for that. And I'm like, hey, if you hate it that much, stop him. Yeah. I mean I, I can understand fans hating it more than I can players. Yeah. Because players it's like it's on you, bro. Like, like that's why you're in the game with him is to stop that from happening. But I think I'm such a basketball fan to where even when it's somebody that I'm not – even when when we were good with Derrick Rose and all them, we were still losing LeBron and them, 
when him and Wade done something, I was like, fuck, but that, that was nice. Yeah. I, I yeah. just like the game that much to where I can look at it. I can't be mad because, like, man, they fucking timed that perfect. I mean, you know, it's – I mean, I guess it's like the same thing with me. Like, I'm a fucking Kobe fan. Kobe, obviously, is gone. Mm-hmm. So, it's like by, I don't know, virtue, I'm a, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a fucking Laker fan now and just, like, for life. But it's like yeah. I, I can understand what is happening as a whole instead of just being straight focused on one on guy. Lakers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like doesn't matter who we're playing. Like I can appreciate what is happening on on the court regardless yeah. of what team is doing it. Yeah, same. I mean, it's still why I watch other games besides the fucking Lakers. Like, like, like I don't really watch football anymore unless it's Auburn. Yeah. Like, like football's kind of fallen way the fuck off my radar. Uh, me, in, me in the, too. In the past few years, me too. Like, like, I mean, it's still a great get together, you know, drink, have a good time kind of thing. But for the most part, it's really just look at the scores, see if we won. Yeah. You know, instead of like actually, like for real, giving a fuck about it. You know what I mean? I've always been a basketball fan. Over football, mm-hmm. I guess because that was the first sport when I was a kid that I enjoyed playing, even if I wasn't that good. Yeah. And another reason is Every because – Every day layup, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but with football, fourth and 12, so many seconds ago, more than likely it's not going to change the game. It's not going to yeah. affect it. But with basketball, like, oh, man, they're down 10. There's two minutes left. Game can fucking you you yeah. can completely a hundred and eighty percent. It's, it's so fast, fast paced, and I love when you get like, oh, they're coming back, they're coming back. Well, here comes Curry or fucking Ray Allen, whoever back in the day, and I forget Cat's name because he's still doing it now. It's not Marv Albert or whatever his name was. It's the guy that's still doing it with Jack Mark Jackson and um. You talking about the announcer? Yeah. Are you talking about Bang? Bang, yeah. Yeah, that guy. I can't remember his goddamn name right now. Dude, like (laughs) when you get somebody down there and it's like, oh, they're on a run. They're about to, you know, win or, you know, come back and then say Curry comes down there. Bang! (laughs) And then you hear Mark Jackson, Mama, there goes that man. (laughs) That that shit just pumps me up so much more than anything else. Yeah. The only thing more is when, uh, you know, watching UFC and you see somebody back and forth and then like, just get fucking smoked. Yeah. Because UFC's top of the food chain for me. Like, there's there's not another sport. Like, I'm a huge wrestling fan, too. There's just something about when those guys get in there and then, man, especially when it's a, one that you've been wanting to see for a long time. And Well, but, I mean, I feel like you get more intimate with the UFC fighters than you do other sports, you know, because it's a, it's a one-on-one. Yeah. You know, you're not you're not looking at the team as a whole. You're you're not looking at five guys like a, a starting five who are well, swapping out with thirteen other guys. Like I'll stand up you know and watch basketball, like especially a couple of years ago when Bryce Brown and Harper and all they were. Oh Auburn, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and we two were, two years ago. Yeah, when we were was, so close to yeah. the Final Four. You know, winning the championship, but you know, I'll stand up even with football and like get in front of the TV, like uh, uh, uh. yeah. But but I mean, it's got to be like a close. Yeah. Kind of thing, or 
But when I'm sitting there watching UFC and it's somebody I really like to watch, like when Cowboys fighting, like my yeah. fucking heart's racing. Yeah. Like I've, I've gotten to the Diaz point fights, where it's like almost I, like I'm any fight edge. I watch, it's like if if I give a little bit of a fuck about anybody that's in there, because, you know, I follow them majority of the the I guess semi to large UFC fighters and shit I follow them on Instagram or Twitter or whatever the fuck so I like you I watch I, all their stuff yeah so, so it's like I feel like I know them a little more personally so so it's like whenever they go to fight it's like man like the other like, weekend like, come on fucking my, my fucking my hands are twitching and shit and it's like come on when man. Michael Chandler and Tony Ferguson fought you know I don't dislike Chandler but but also, Ferguson. I want to see him get him get him knocked the fuck out. Yeah, and then like with Ferguson, I'm like, I want to see him come back and be yeah. the Tony of old. Then you see that happens, like fuck yeah, Tony looks good, and then bam, out of nowhere, front kick to the fucking chin. Holy shit! And I was so devastated. I was like, fucking Tony. And then here comes Mark, Michael Chandler with that fucking promo, or you the fucking know, great A. Yeah, like Connor takes some notes. You don't have to talk shit and be corny. Just be real but wasn't there a lot of people still here yeah they're right there where your hand is bro reach down well, reach down right there group oh he got one the last one i grabbed i thought was a lot of people turned out to be mickey okay The line and kugels are like regular 12 ounces you know the Michelos are tall skinny ones so i feel like they don't you taste as good though. That. Well, no, I just reach in there and I grab a can, man. Okay, okay. Also, I've had like fucking eleven beers so far, so that is true. And off. half a pizza, so sober up, bitch. Anyway, no, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't think there's anything out there. And there's certain boxing fights that I look at like that. It just has to be a good one. Like when the they boxing matches, I've given a fuck about any kind of recently is. Canelo, not even Canelo. Uh, Tyson Fury, like his last what three fights I've paid attention to. Yeah, and then I guess you know the fucking the McGregor and Mayweather fight. Uh, dude, you gotta watch Ryan Garcia, man. That kid's a beast. I mean, I've, I've seen some of his shit, but I haven't seen like an actual fight like live or anything he, like he's that. Fun, he is really. Fun I've just to seen watch. like the. The Instagram shit where they're doing the fucking uh, whatever it is. How many stomach punches can you take before you fucking yeah, give from up? Ryan kind Garcia. Of yeah, yeah. Man, some of my favorite boxing was probably uh, probably my favorite boxing fight, and uh, it would have to be the trilogy. I don't even know if I could pick out of them, but Antonio Gotti and Mickey Ward, dude. The God, dog, oh, that yeah. that was like gladiator shit. Well, the third one. The third one, um, I feel like the third one, Gotti got pretty good easily or something. Yes, something like that happened. I I can't remember because really before, uh, however many fights it well, was, no. like they were counting Mickey out. Like Mickey was on the end of his run, he was getting older. Yeah, and then he hit that last stride, and he got that the, the little up and up just a little yeah, bit and then he yeah. got the Gotti trilogy and it like that is what solidified his career probably yeah so that, that could be what it was that, that I mean, I'm, not, I'm not a huge boxing guy anyway like I just know like main shit you know what I mean yeah so. I guess um 
I don't know really what got me into it, but like watch probably just because Mike Tyson was such a fucking beast when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. You heard older people talking about it, and then you watch it, and it's like holy shit. Yeah. So that pulled me in the boxing, and I kept up with Roy Jones and some others, and then when all them guys got older and started fading out, and then that's when. Like we was talking earlier, like who's this Ken Shamrock guy in professional yeah. wrestling? And then they're like, oh, he come from this. See his brother, and then you see here a Chuck and Tito, and then I see Vanderlei just like fucking foot stomping people overseas and just yeah. fucking ruthless, you know. And then you hear the nickname Axe Murderer. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. watch this guy. And then I, it took off, and that's that's why I'm here now. Thanks, Dana. You saved the sport that we love to watch so much. Well, I guess from my side, uh, thanks, Shane, because you're the only reason I fucking even know what UFC is, probably. I'm glad I can help you, I mean, sir. as far as, what, 10, 12 years ago goes, at least. Because, I mean, yeah. before then, I hadn't even... What was like, it like when we moved in this house? Was that the first time you nah, ever really it was. it was before that. No, it, we were, was watching, when yeah, we were watching it at my parents' house, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think what would have been the first one you would have watched with me. One of the first ones I can remember having a lot of people at the house to watch was Frank Shamrock and Nick Diaz. I know, like, in my mind at least, the first one that I actually watched, Brandon Green was there. We were watching in the living room. It wasn't even, like, in your in your room. Brandon Green was there, and I know that there was, like, at least six other people there. That but was I, that, for some reason Brandon Green sticks out in my head and that's it. Maybe it, Brandon Holyfield. <clears throat> I feel, I I feel like Brandon Holyfield was there. Maybe that back then that would have had to have been Diaz and Shamrock or either Kung Lee and Shamrock because I I didn't rent. Well, ver- Kung Lee he came later, didn't he? Because I feel like I saw bit. Kung Lee's first fight. Um, but I didn't rent any UFC pay-per-views at my parents' house. And the reason I got to watch Strike Force because they had Showtime. I think the only... Hmm, I know Brock Lesnar... and Sh- No, Brock Lesnar and Shane Coleman may have been at David and Ashley's house. I feel like David rented that one when we went I, over there. I feel like that's that's right. Yeah. But yeah, if we were watching in the living room, I definitely think it was Shamrock and and Nick Diaz because I love like Frank Shamrock was one of my first fighters that I really liked to watch. Mm-hmm. And but I also liked the Diaz brothers for whatever reason because back then Nick and Nate were hated back then. They didn't get yeah. the love they get now. But at the same time, you had when you watched him, it's like, how the fuck can you hate this? I mean, I get he talks a lot yeah. of shit, but when he gets in there, dude, he can bring it, both yeah. of them. So it, I, I definitely think it was Shamrock and uh, Diaz because I was so hyped to watch that fight, and I was like, I'm gonna I mean, fucking I invite everybody over here. Like that was before it. I gave a fuck. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's so like I wasn't like I was watching, but I wasn't like paying attention. Like I was just sitting there waiting. I for think somebody the first time the you out. you really got into it and actually gave a shit was when you saw Saint Pierre fight for the first time. Cause I think I remember you buying the shirt. Well, see that was that that 
Yeah, that, that probably would have been a few months before I bought that shirt because I bought that shirt when I was in Tennessee. Uh, and I bought it at a... Um, fuck, I... Some random goddamn shop in fucking Gatlinburg. Because I remember you, a, you like and Brandon Green shirts. both had the fucking shirt. Y'all had the white one. Yeah, white one that says Saint Pierre on the back. My yeah. my fucking dad thought that it uh it was a, like a place and, and not a name, <laughs> which it probably is a place. Probably, honestly. but I remember y'all had the white one. And they had the blue, you know. I think I think mine was white with black and gold. Yeah, if I remember, but you, I haven't even seen that. Y'all shirt. had the white version years. of the shirt, and I had the black version of it. Yeah, and I, I still, so, yeah. I still got it. Honestly, I don't wear it because I don't know, I'm pretty sure mine's in the trash somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I hold I on to so much years. shit, but like that was back when Affliction was a shit, and I feel like yeah. if I wear it now, I what's this fucking? It, dude it's doing? definitely a different style than yeah. what, what's out now. What's out sure. now? So yeah, but. You just look like a tool if you wore it out somewhere now. Uh, that's I probably looked like a tool back in the day maybe, when maybe, I wore it, but even more maybe another now, ten years. You look like you're a hipster or something at least. Yeah, throwback you know I mean? baby. <laughs> yeah. Who the hell is GSP? <laughs> oh, yeah. they just misspelled it. It was misprint. GPS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, I definitely bought mine in in Gatlinburg when uh, I think I was up there with Ashley and David. And dude, honestly. As much as much as I watched UFC and was in the MMA, uh, I didn't know who Saint Pierre was until Jeff told me. Jeff Daly. He's like, Man, have you seen that guy that's coming up? He's real athletic and then he was like, He reminds me of a young Van Damme. I was like, I ain't seen him, you know. Interesting comparison there, I feel like. I think just because he was kickboxing to mainly wrestling. Kind of thing, you yeah. Know what I mean? Well, it's because well, when GSP first started, he wasn't a lot of wrestling. It was a lot more kickboxing back then. Oh, and really? I think Jeff more or less just because of the the accent, how he would talk. Like you know, I, oh. I'm going to beat them with my athleticism, and then with Van Damme and the show, it's just like, hey, lady, be more careful when you show your wallet. <laughs> yeah, you know. So I think it was that. He was like, you need to check this dude out. He's going to be good, and. I think the first time I saw St. Pierre fight was the first Matt Hughes fight. And Matt Hughes beat him. And I was like, Jeff, I thought this dude was going to be <laughs> it, you know? And um, We turn around after that shit. I think the first time I saw a fight was... Um, Uh, fuck. Name just left my goddamn head. Koscheck. No, nah, definitely wasn't Koscheck. That, that Before Koscheck. Yeah. Um. Let's see. You had Matt, Sarah. You had BJ. You had uh, John Fitch. Uh, it might have been Fitch. Because I feel like, did, uh, did him and BJ fight twice? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So so I feel like it might have been Fitch. Then the second BJ fight, I yeah. think, was after that. Um, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Fitch that I saw him fight. And honestly, after, uh, I don't know if you'll remember or not, but like every time GSP would have like somebody he was going to fight, you know, when he was champion, I was like, ooh. 
Like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Like, especially when he fought Tiago Alves when he was fucking roided yeah, up. I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, my God. I, I, I remember being scared about that one a little bit. Because, I, you know, I was the GSP fan just by being in contact with you. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, it just automatically fell off onto me because I didn't know a goddamn thing about what was going on. <laughs> but, so, I, but I, but think I remember being scared about that My one. first fight watching him against Matt Hughes and him losing is I was always like, is he going to fuck? Yeah. You know. You always had that little bit of a second after, guess. Yeah, but after yeah. Alves, I was like, you know what? Every time I doubt this dude and think, like, this is where that person's going to have an advantage, this yeah. motherfucker comes out there and takes that advantage away yeah. right when he gets in the, the ring. The first time that I remember, like, thinking that, like, like after a fight, yeah. was Koscheck. Because it was like, all right, the one place this motherfucker's going to have an advantage is going to be boxing him. And then it was like, goddamn, Koscheck's face looked like he got stung by 500 bumblebees. <laughs> he broke his orbital in that fight. Yeah. Yeah. And I was and, like, okay, so GSP just goes out there and fucks people up at what they think that they're good at. Yeah. And then GSP's like, no, you're not really good at that. You just haven't fought me with me doing that to you. Exactly. And that, like, talking to Roger at work, him just now getting in the UFC, and he's like, yeah. who is the best? I mean, so statistically, I had to go with John Jones because he hasn't lost. He's got that bullshit. I mean, even physically. He, yeah. You know, but like, like right now, because he asked still me that, and I said, "Well, I mean, honestly, you gotta go with John Jones." And I said, "I said, really, right now, Habib." I said, "Honestly, you can put Kamar Usman in there because he's not I losing, mean, you, you and he's really getting put, better." You, you can't really put Habib in there though because he's not fighting anymore. Yeah, and you know uh, what I mean. But I told him, Kamaru like, is a is a good one at the moment. I I feel like he's definitely beatable. I f- I f- yeah, but I feel like. As much like, as, like I don't feel like I don't I don't feel about Kamaru as I did about GSP. I don't either. You but that I mean? could be because I'm a GSP guy. Because I told him I said if I had to pick my MMA goat, I always go to GSP. And he yeah. he looked at me and was like, "Why do you say that?" And I said, "Well, the dude lost twice. Both those guys, he went back and got those wins, and it was mm-hmm. it wasn't you know like a split decision or he dominated." Yeah. And with Hughes, he beat him twice. Yeah. And if he'd have fought Sarah for a third time, he'd have fucking destroyed him. Yeah. Because that first fight, don't get me wrong. I mean, by, by that point, he was, I mean, no disrespect, but he was miles ahead of yeah. Sarah if he'd have went back and fought yeah. a third time. It just, you know? GSP's going to be my goat. I mean, in my head, it's really got to be between GSP and Jones. Like as far as like literal across the board, statistics, record, all that, like all on, you know, arsenal, whatever you want to call it, your knowledge of the game. I mean, because Jones has had a couple of fights where he he didn't look great but still got the win. Same, but you can still turn around. You got GSP with uh, the Hendricks fight. Yeah. You know, he did not look great in that fight, but still got the win, which that was still in the era of steroids. Well, steroids (laughs) and also like you have to basically beat the man to be the man kind of thing. You know, so so there wasn't. But I look at it right now. I feel like GSP just turned 41. 
I mean, he could absolutely still be fighting. I feel like I'm not going to say he'd win, but I feel like full camp, dedicated, he could go in there and give Usman every bit of what I think Usman. He'd beat Usman. Easily. Honestly, I do. Even right now, just basing this off of the Bisping fight from what I was think that, three he would have beat ago? Woodley too in Woodley's prime. Well, I mean, because right now I feel like Usman has surpassed Woodley. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that, but Woodley also has deadly fucking power, which I don't, I don't contribute to Usman. You know what I mean? Like, like Woodley, to me, he could barely fucking touch you, and you're gone. Agreed. Usman is like more what? of a beat you down for a couple of rounds at least before. Yeah, but he fucked up Burns and Masvidal. Yeah, but Burns also had him hurt and fucking played he did, with his goddamn he did. food. I think he I, he could have had the title that night, <clears> but he. Let I him think go. the um, Leon Edwards fight is going to do a lot for Usman. How he performs and what he does in that fight is really going to submit his legacy. Well, see, I as a like UFC a, champ, as the welterweight champion, I have a mixed thing about that fight because I don't know. Like, it feels like it's been goddamn years since you really saw Edwards fight. Besides, you know, Nick Diaz, which he almost goddamn lost. Or Nate Diaz. Nate, yeah. And he almost goddamn lost in the, you know, the last fucking two and a half minutes or whatever it was Mm -hmm. of that fight. But, but like, before that, it's like he's just been sitting there goddamn waiting on a fucking title fight. Like an entitled prick. Honestly, IMO. But... It's like I just haven't seen enough of them recently for me to give a fuck about that fight. You know what I mean? Yeah, and to me, that's where UFC today with MMA fighters is so much different from what it used to be. Like back in Liddell's days, Liddell fought everybody, and he come yeah. full. And uh, honestly, I'm gonna give Charles Oliveira that too. When he fights, he doesn't fight like. He didn't go out there and go, I'm the champ. I got to keep the belt. Nah, I'm coming forward. I'm going to win this yeah. fucking fight or I'm going to die by the sword one. Yeah. He has that. that fight and he's becoming a fun one to watch fight, man. And yeah. at this point, Habib, I would really love to see them too. Oliver and yes. Habib? Uh, Habib, um, Oliver has the most submissions in UFC history. Habib has that true. great wrestling. So when you get because I've, I've never seen anybody just hold somebody down like Habib though. Me, e- even GSP. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? But like that that, but, but that think, Russian wrestling is just fucking different. It man. is, man. But uh, when you look at Chandler and you look at Gaethje when they fought mm-hmm. Oliveira, when Charles gets knocked down and he's like waving his fingers like, "Come down here." They won't do it. And when yeah. they let him get back up, I feel like that's why he's able to recover. And I feel like if he was the – even though I still want to see it, I feel like if he was to fight Habib and the beat, Habib knock him down, Habib's not going to be able be scared to come down there. If no. you get knocked down, I, I feel he's like going to get on top of you and he's going to keep going forward. 
Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think Khabib would knock him down. I feel like Khabib was gonna double leg him and fucking take him to fuck it down. Yeah, and then it's gonna be on Oliveira to put off whatever the fuck Khabib is going for. But hey, we talked about it earlier. We didn't talk about it on here, but when you watch that video of Henry Cejudo and Usman and um, Habib, and yeah. you listen to him talk about, like, look, when you get them down and you have full mount, your hips and your legs yeah. are some of your strongest points of your body. And mm-hmm. he's right. He said, when you get on top, your hips is what's holding that person. He's like, when you ride a horse, you grip the horse with your legs to stay up there other than your arms. Mm-hmm. And he said, that's what won him his fights. Yeah. Because when you grip somebody like that and they can't fucking move and you're on top of them, guess what? You're not going nowhere. Yeah. There ain't no turning. There ain't no moving. No. You're yeah. stuck. Because, I mean, even if you turn, you're just going to end up giving up your back, which is just going to make it going an to sleep. easier fight. You're going to sleep. Exactly. Yeah. He done it to Poirier. He done it to Connor. He done it to Gaethje. Yeah, Poirier had such a... A good defense all the way up until he got choked too. Like he, I've, he did so much better than anybody else had done. Dude, I'm a huge Dustin Poirier fan. It has nothing to fucking do with him beating Connor, because a lot of people are on him because of that. Dustin's been I love around. him more. Yeah, for that. <laughs> Dustin's been around so long, mm-hmm. and his. A lot of people don't know it unless it's people that pay attention and, you know, read up on the fighters and stuff. Mm-hmm. He's had a lot of hip issues. And I feel like that's where it screwed him up. And he even had a procedure done after that fight for his hips. I mean, it, they could have played a part. I'm not saying you know, like if he didn't that have fight, And I'm but, not making an excuse for him, like saying if he didn't have that issue, he'd have beat Habib because Habib's done that to everybody. Yeah. But. I you mean, Poirier lasted the longest out of everybody. Connor was pretty close as far as lasting, honestly. But, like, Poirier has been... he He's, as far <clears throat> as fighting Habib goes, yeah. that's when the best you can do. You want to see Habib, the closest fight he's ever had? Watch Habib versus Glayson Tebow. I don't even know who the fuck that is. <laughs> that was his second or third fight in the UFC. Glayson Tebow was a fucking monster at 155. Like, he was roided, for real. But if you go back and watch that fight... This is before you saw it, I guess. Oh, yeah. Very, very close fight. Like, close enough to where I feel like Habib should have rematched him at some point to be like, to make to sure make a point was, like that there yeah. ain't no and uh also too Michael Johnson lasted with him even though he didn't John, fucking Johnson do did anything. pretty good with him yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but another one too that was very surprising and I I really don't know if it was just because it was a short notice fight or what but Ally Aquinta gave Habib a hell of a fight too yeah I f- I feel like that was more of a fluke than any of them. I think Al's just also, tough, tough yeah, as yeah, hell, yeah. and I feel like he had great jiu-jitsu being under Sarah and uh, yeah. and them guys. But uh, and what's the other uh, Ricardo Almeida? Yeah, yeah. But th- those are the fights to where. And don't get me wrong, because when he got when you go up there and you do 
Well, fuck, everybody does it to Connor. Connor don't have no fucking ground game, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, he's got a takedown defense to a certain extent, but the rest of it's shit. I mean, I mean, if anybody's got you, any real takedowns, it's yeah, over. But when you do that to a, um, a Dustin Poirier and you do that to a Justin Gaethje with the wrestling experience, yeah. they have clearly down the line, he got a hell of a lot better because these were earlier fights. But I'm telling you, you look up Habib and Gleason Tebow, that was a really fucking close fight. But, yeah. like I said, I mean, that was him first coming in. It could have been an adrenaline thing, you know, yeah. hadn't been there long, and Get, it could have just used been. used to the, the atmosphere. Yeah, it could have been shit. inexperience. Yeah. It could have been anything, but clearly he got leaps and bounds above everybody the further he went. And mm-hmm. more or less, probably a lot of it was, of course, the wrestling he had from that Sambo or whatever it's called from Russia, but also his yeah. mentality, man, he didn't stop. Yeah. Like, he even told Cormier, he's like, you go for double leg, it don't work. You never try for the single. Yeah. Like, don't stop. Yeah. Try different. Keep pushing them into the fucking yeah. cage until you fucking Keep trying them. the same yeah. thing, but switch it up. And, you know, that's where he said that a lot of American wrestlers are different from Russian guys. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I can, from watching, I guess I can agree with that, yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think about... uh? Was his name uh, Mikeyev? Um, I don't know if I know Habib's who. understudy. Oh, um, that's supposed to be fighting uh, Oliveira or trying to fight. No, Oliveira. no, he's probably going to end up now. fighting uh, Dar Darnoosh. Darush. Darush. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bilal, I think is his first name. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. Uh. Not sold yet. Really? Not sold yet. Um, he hasn't had I mean, a he's, tough fight yet. Well, he hasn't had a tough fight, and he does have a beef style, but I don't think he's – or there ain't nothing. He's not as good at it as Habib was. And the one thing well, that he's he – also only, what, four fights? Yeah. He, would have fights? A, he would have a title shot right now. He would be next in line against Oliveira had he not turned down that fight with uh, Dos Anjos. This last fight where Dos Anjos guy pulled out. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, it's like, I don't blame anybody for not taking a short notice fight. I don't either. You know what I mean? This is where it gets really interesting. There, This is Dana White privilege. If had he accepted that fight and won it, Dana's going to put you there, but the simple fact well, that yeah, you, but, but the simple fact that you turned it down didn't even try after you posted on Twitter, Dana's going to tell you you're not fucking fighting for a belt, even though you're undefeated. You're going to fight this cat, and then yeah, but maybe at the same you time, fight for the belt. How do we believe that without seeing the goddamn contracts posted on Twitter too? Like maybe fucking uh, what's his name never signed that goddamn contract either. Uh, you know what tr- I mean? That's true, but it's like, just. That's it's, what's, it's all narrative. Yeah. Like, like they try to put their WWE spin on shit to try and build shit up, you know, as much as they can too. But if he beats uh, Dart Dart, what's his name? Dar, Bilal Darush. Dar, if he Darush, beats Darush, something like that. If he beats him, because he, I mean, that, that guy's good. Yeah, he, he's, he's a definitely great, not a slouch. Yeah, There's he's a great fucking grappler. 
So if he goes in there and dominates that guy, then I'm sold that he deserves a title shot. But I, I don't know. Like I said, I want to see anybody get on the ground with uh, Oliveira. I mean, being on top is a whole different world, though. Go back and watch his fights. I mean, yeah, but... He's got a lot of finishes from the bottom. Yeah. And to be honest with you... It's a hard world, man. Oliveira is a big motherfucker, too. He is very long and very tall to be a 155. Like he What's could, his name doesn't... I, I don't know how he compares, because I've only seen like one of his fights, I think. But he doesn't look very, very large at all. Which one? Uh, the Habib prodigy or whatever. Yeah, Ma- Makayev. Whatever. Maka- I can't say his name. But, whatever um, his fucking name is. Yeah, but um, I have to Google it now to make sure I'm not completely slaughtering it. What do you think about Poirier finally accepting to fight uh, Colby? I mean, I'm not mad at it because I'm always down to see Colby get fucked up by somebody. Makhachev is how it's spelled. I have no idea how they say it. Yeah. Um, I I want to see somebody put Colby in his place other than Usman. Because, of course, he's done I mean, it twice. Even, I even Usman s- didn't really put him in his place to me, IMO. Because it was like, I mean, the first fight, yeah, he fucked up his jaw, knocked him down, and then the ref called the fight. I want to see somebody put him but, to sleep. Yeah. Like, like, if it was a legit fucking knockout or... Uh, I mean, a choke out, fucking whatever it was. Like, yeah. I would have a little more, but you know, you know uh, for it. But who was it? Uh, I don't feel like it was Usman. Somebody was talking about it. Talking about what? Um, when you look at who Kobe fought, maybe it was Gilbert Burns. I don't know, but uh, when you look at who he fought, other than Usman, because yeah, he's the man. But, you know, he beat a, t- a Woodley that wasn't Woodley anymore. He was on yeah, a he, nice he skid. The Woodley. He beat Masvidal, who he wrestled. And Masvidal's never been a strong wrestler. And who else did he beat? Oh, shit. I forget who he fought before um, Woodley. But, anyway, you're not seeing him. <laughs> he fought Kamaru before Woodley. Okay, who was it before him? Robbie. Robbie. And then before that was Dos Anjos, and then Damian Maya, and then Don Kyun Kim. Yeah, but you look at those. He's not fighting your... Um... And then before that was like a bunch of fucking nobody. Exactly. He's not fighting Gilbert Burns. He's not fighting, you know, like Hamzad. He's not fighting Leon Edwards. He's not fighting those top five, top six guys oh he fought on the Aldo McGregor card yeah so lost to Warley Alves yeah so whoever that is I want to see Colby step it up and then now you're calling out a guy that's really a 155 guy you know and Dos Anjos yeah you beat him but he's a true 155 guy so I just gotta see a lot more yeah I mean you can't deny that he's Good, no, he's he's good. But yeah. it's like he he's leaps and bounds of what he was, but Yeah. I don't know. I mean he's had apparently three championship fights and he is uh, lost all of them. Well no, apparently he beat Dos Anjos. 
Oh yeah, that's when he got the interim belt. That was shit. That they only done that because of uh, Woodley was hurt or Usman, whoever it was. And we're fixing to cut this really short because it's been a long day, and I need a shower, and I also got to, you know, drop the Browns off at the pool. Because the kids off at the pool. Yeah. Got the bounds off at the Super Bowl. Oh, damn. You you did better on that reference. Peace out, <laughs> folks. <laughs>